and welcome to Uncorked, an unofficial but certainly well-intentioned podcast for the Corsica Resorts community. My name is Dan Mountney. I'm a Corsica Resorts resident, and uh, I'm really grateful for the opportunity to chat with you about some of the happenings going on in this great community, as well as meet some of the terrific people who make this place, I think, really something special. Uh, one of them is my co-host and good friend, Frank Materko. Hi, Frank. How are you? Hey, Dan. Thank you for that outstanding introduction. You know, we did this, uh, we did kind of a pilot thing last week, right? Just to give it a, a shot. And uh, I thought you were extraordinary as a broadcaster. I was kind of bowled over by how good you were. Very appreciative. I wish you would put that into my paycheck because <laughs> I haven't seen that. But once you put that in there, I will accept those uh, credenzos with all the great feelings that I have. Have you ever done any kind of broadcasting before? No, no one was foolish enough to hire me. You're the first one to step forward and actually pay me what I'm worth. Nothing. But I do appreciate the opportunity. Did you have fun? Did you enjoy it? Oh, we had a blast. Really did, yeah. And uh, I think that uh, hopefully this will be received well by the residents and anyone else that happens to dial in on it. Now, what were some of the, the reasons behind us doing this? Um, you, you kind of initiated the whole idea. What, what did you have in mind? Well, without getting into your background, uh, I remember you from your youthful days <laughs> in Channel 4 Detroit. You were an anchor newsman for about 20 years. And my wife and I used to sit there in the evening when I come home from work and I'd say, Donna, why are we watching this? Lo and behold, <laughs> it was Dan Mountney. Anyway, I got to know you. And one day we're down here, just moved in. And you come strolling up. And I said, holy cow, WTIV Channel 4 News is down here. Let me go up and meet Dan Mountney. And you said you'd retired. I said, for someone that looks as good as you do and as young, hard to believe. But that's kind of, and I said, you know, Dan, you've got a lot of experience. We should kick off a podcast. And I sold you that bill of goods and you ran with it. <laughs> and here we are. And I hear counting all your coattails. I'm going to ride you, Dan. <laughs> all right. One of the things we're trying to do with this, uh, for anybody who might be listening, uh, the five or six or whoever, uh, whatever number it is, but we're, we're hoping to provide you with some information, news and information about our uh, awesome community. And also we have a segment uh, called uh, Know Your Neighbor. And it's just a chance to meet your neighbors, get some um interviews with them, their background, something interesting about their, their lives and stuff that they've gone through. It could be their career or some adversity or challenges or a really cool thing that they've, they've accomplished in life. So that's our Know Your Neighbors segment. And then uh, also we have some other uh, segments that we're going to kick off. And one of them we'll do right now is called, uh, oh, you know what? I forgot to mention. Dean Maggs is with us. Uh, can we have a round of applause for Dean Maggs? <laughs> Uh, Dean, of course, is our board president, and uh, he's our featured interview today, so we're going to get to him in just a few minutes. But first, first, we want to uh, introduce our Stump Materko segment. You ready, Frank? Absolutely. Now, this is <laughs> You don't look like you're excited about it. Well, the, the last time we kind of did a rehearsal on this, it went so well, I didn't miss a single answer, yeah. and I know you're coming loaded uh, for bear on this. Yeah, one. let's see if this goes. If you get every answer right, mm. I will take you and Donna to dinner. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, this is Corkscrew Shores trivia, basically, but um, we'll run it by Frank. Can you name every single street in Corkscrew Shores? Absolutely not. I can tell you about Corkscrew Shores Boulevard. That's the easy one. Now, what else? Come on. After there's something called Hawks Trail, Shores Court, and then after that, not, lo and behold, up until about two years ago, I used to walk the lake two and a half, three miles, 
about four or five days a week. So I had the streets memorized. However, over time, <laughs> that has dissipated from my memory. Memory's not what it used and to be. Of course, Two Shores Boulevard is firmly embedded. Other than that, I have no clue. Um, Wilderness Court. Okay, sure. Arrow Point. Okay. Bears Den. Ah. Shady Glen. Sure. Misty Woods. Absolutely. Wild Timber, Hawkside, Pine Hollow, uh, Shadywood, Fenwood, uh, Moonlit Way, where I live. Um, and the other two that probably nobody's going to get, Wayside Lane, right? That's by the residence I remember gate. that now you say that. And then Corkscrew Woods. That's the road that leads from the main gatehouse up to the clubhouse. What have you been doing uh, after hours? Are you just walking around writing, jotting these down? <laughs> I'm impressed. I ride my bike in circles, and you, know, you just notice these things after yeah. a while. You, well, you stopped me on that one. i got to be honest with you. All right, I'll take you to breakfast. you got one or two, right? Um, very quickly, we want to go through uh, the uncorked news. We have a newscast. Did you know that, Frank? I do know. I did not know. Thank you for springing that out. Shoot, <laughs> okay. go ahead. All right. Bingo is back. Uh, this is classic bingo every second Thursday at 630 in the main gathering room. $12 per person. You can stop by the Captain's Club beforehand or after. They can grab a bite or uh, something to drink. Uh, also, football Sundays are back. You can cheer your favorite NFL team, boo the competition, and merrily drink any all afternoon. The Sunday happy hour has been expanded. This is really important because some people were upset about that last week. But all day long, it used to be three to six, all day long, all the games, half off, beer, wine, and well drinks. That's a pretty good deal. Very good deal. In fact, I noticed you were extremely emotional, excited relative to the bingo. And I want the listeners to know that you're getting a small cut out of that, <laughs> which is obviously raising your emotional outburst. I like it, Dan. Yeah, yeah, Very, yeah. very excitable. I like it. All right, that's the news. Now we move on to weather and sports with Frank. That's right. We have some weather out there today, and the sports are basically uh, undeniably great. Awesome. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> Moving right along. Let's try our Know Your Neighbor segment. And uh, as we mentioned beforehand, Dean Maggs, who's the president of our uh, HOA board, uh, has been kind enough to uh, be our special guest today. And uh, uh, first of all, thank you, Dean, for willing to, being willing to do this. Thank you. It's fun to be with you guys. It's, you know, we're friends, all of us at the table here. And you said earlier, Dan, it's a great neighborhood. There's so many things that make this neighborhood a, a wonderful place to live and community. And uh, I applaud you guys for this effort, and I'm, I'm glad that you're doing it. And I hope it's successful and anything we can do to help you. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, now, a lot of people know who you are, obviously, from your role as board president. But um, they probably don't know your background. For instance, you're from probably as far away from Southwest Florida as you can possibly get. Phyllis said, well, it's true. Um, we, Vanna and myself moved here um, after 35 years. And so uh, I maintained uh, the same cell phone number, which is 206. Occasionally, if neighbors have not heard from me before, they let it go into voicemail because they're sure it must be spam and uh, some kind of a telemarketer. But uh, we moved here I, prior to um, my disability, I had a travel job. I had traveled all 50 states. Um, Diana and I were empty nesters. I retired with my disability, and she works in healthcare, in this case now for Lee Health. And we realized we could live literally anywhere. And um, after traveling and, and seeing some of the country, we realized this was where we wanted to be. Uh, what do you like about Southwest Florida? You, you know, um, 
I had said, if we're going to chase the weather, we might as well catch it. And by that, I meant I, I, I really don't tolerate cold very well and uh, didn't want to live in the cold, didn't want anything to do with it. And so when we um, had been coming to Florida, the temperate zone south of Sarasota, uh, you know, so weather was certainly up, up there. We also had come from a metropolitan place with a lot of traffic, with crowded cost of living, et cetera. And when we looked at South Florida, the other coast versus this, it was hands down, this is where we wanted to be. Mm -hmm. So it was a process of elimination. And it was you and Vanna, you've been married how many years? Well, just over 35. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And you have two kids? Two. That's right. And where are they? Um, our son David lives in the, um, well, Marietta, Atlanta suburbs, Marietta, Georgia. Uh, he and his wife. And uh, he had gone to school down there and found a home and uh, does well. Our daughter is still in the Seattle area. She lives suburban Seattle. And she and her boyfriend. And uh, uh, we see both of them, you know, couple times a year, uh, they'll get down here. But at this point, I, I'm not traveling as much. Uh, so uh, it's, you know, it's more of them coming down here. We don't, I haven't been up to Seattle in three years. And, uh, you know, that's, again, traveling is not on my to-do list. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I imagine that's partly because of your mm -hmm. condition. And, mm -hmm. and you have a, a disease that you've been pretty open with in the past uh, to talk about. Do you mind sharing what it is and what the implications are? Um, I, I, I'm pretty transparent about it. If you meet me, I'm in a power wheelchair, and so that usually sparks some questions. Uh, I, I have what is called inclusion body myositis, IBM. Uh, it is a muscular dystrophy type condition. It's progressive. Um, if you had met me, actually, when we first moved here, I was still walking with a cane. Uh, a little bit. I remember that. But, yeah. um, you know, slowly I, I've been more in my wheelchair. And then, uh, uh, some people remember I, I, um, a couple years ago I fell and broke my jaw. And that's when I realized my legs were no longer weight bearing. <laughs> so, uh, I've been, you know, I'm pretty much in my chair. And, um, it, it's again something I was diagnosed with, uh, actually 10 years ago. And it's a gradual, slow, muscular dystrophy type thing. Mm -hmm. so, is there any treatment? Is there research going on for that? Um, th there isn't really research. There's a um, uh, myositis is a thing. Inclusion body is the specific. Uh, my, um, my condition does not have treatment or a cure. And there's frankly, because it's not life threatening, uh, it's not a real, and it's very rare, maybe one in a million kind of thing. It's not something that a lot of money gets thrown at uh, to try to figure out. Now, if I got something that was one in a million, um, I'd probably be saying, you know, why me, right? Why did this have to happen to me? What, statistically, it's almost impossible. How do you rationalize this in your head? What do you, how do you deal with this? So, so that's an awesome question and, and it does come up and, and it comes up in everybody's life. Something happens that they say, why me? My, my response to that has always been, why not me? It, you know, if something happens one in a million, you know, why not me? Uh, you know, it's not that I wish it on a neighbor or a friend or somebody else. Um, you know, things, things like this do occur. And um, it, it, by the way, if you never remember, you know, I know he said he had something, what was it? Uh, and I can't remember. Uh, Peter Frampton, who, you know, the musician uh, more famous in the 1970s. Peter Frampton was recently diagnosed with it. So... 
you know, maybe now it'll have uh, a name. Yeah, <laughs> you need to have a celebrity. <laughs> we need to have a name. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, yeah. So I, why me is is really, um, again, why not? But you have an extraordinary attitude. We've known each other for quite a few years, and you're so positive and upbeat. I'm sure you have your moments, right? But how how would you say you're able to navigate this? Well, let's just be honest. I have my moments, and uh, if uh, if you don't believe me, ask Vanna. Uh, I do have my moments, and the answer to how I can get anything done is because of Vanna. I mean, you know, I. Again, I am at this point functionally uh, quadriplegic. You know, I, I can't uh, get it in and out of bed or the shower or what, you know, I don't do anything really. I, I went to a board meeting last night and it was not because I went to the board meeting. It's because, you know, Vanna and Tom Dietz and a couple of people helped me get to the board meeting and get set up. And, you know, uh, I was I was luggage, right? <laughs> so uh, my my attitude... Uh, I, I'm helped by the fact that I have help and that I'm supported and that I have the ability to do things like volunteer and try to help out. But it's only, again, it's only because, you know, I'm not doing it by myself. It almost seems like a, a logistics thing where you're, you've been able to figure out systems to uh, have good quality of life, but still, I mean, involved in a lot of things. And it's, it hasn't been too limiting, would you say? I mean, you're, you're still able to volunteer and, and do social things, or how would you characterize that? Well, it, yeah, um, it, it's a moving target, though. That's the, that's the frustrating thing, is if I could do something two months ago, I might not be able to do it today. Um, I stopped driving. Um, uh, I still have my license. It's legal. Probably not safe. I didn't so, know you would. You would so I, I, okay. I just stopped driving. Uh, left turns were getting hard, and I didn't want to make three right turns. And so I was just like, eh, you know what? This isn't what I should be doing. Um, actually, it was really a result of um, COVID, the pandemic. You know, there was like six months when there was nowhere to go. Right? You know, I didn't drive, and I got behind the wheel, and I was like, oh, I can't drive. It's another one of those things yeah, that yeah, you're not able to do as yeah, well as you could. Yeah. So. You, you know, to answer your question, yeah, you you come up with ways to adapt, and I and I have a lot of equipment and things that I do here. But then the frustration is, you know, I need a different way to adapt because the old way of adapting isn't adapting. But part of that, I mean, it just seems like you're you're such a good problem solver. I mean, that's one of the things that makes you a very good leader on our board. But you're 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 very good at figuring things out. Has that helped you in navigating this illness? Um, yes and no. Again, uh, Van is much better at it uh, for problem solving. I what what volunteering does for me is allows me not to think about myself, and uh, uh, I I think that's probably a bigger key. If if you can believe this, I spend most of my day oblivious to IBM. You know, IBM doesn't cross my mind twice a day. It does cross my mind a couple times a day because there's something I want to do and I'm like, nah, I can't do that. Hmm. How am I going to do that? Hmm. Who can help me do that? <laughs> but uh, most of the time I'm thinking about whatever else is going on in the world or the association or, you know, my life. And uh, I, I just, it doesn't cross my mind. 
And so much of your life right now, as, as Frank knows, is taken up by the board work. My goodness, you put a lot of time and effort. And I don't know if people have any idea what board members put into this. You know, we're all in it together. You're on a, you serve on a committee. And, you know, we have a lot of volunteers in this neighborhood. And a lot of people put in time. I do put in time. Um, again, some of that is because I want to. It, um, there's a lot that needs to be done. We're creating something. Uh, we turned over from our developer. We're trying to put things in place, things that didn't exist, best practices. You know, we're, we're tackling a lot of things. We've had no luck. Uh, that's not, you know, to sing you know, sad song, but we've we literally, you know, COVID has impacted everything from vendors responsiveness, labor costs, supply chain, parts, et cetera. You know, we've got projects that should have taken three months and there we're on nine months with them. You know, we've got things we never expected to have happen. And it's like, oh, we better be addressing that as well. So um, it is kind of chaotic. It is, um, a lot, but I'm, I'm an optimist <laughs> and I'm gonna tell you in six to 12 months, uh, we're gonna get through all of it and it's gonna be pretty smooth sailing. And I hope we have something good. Do you enjoy this role? Mostly. Uh, uh, you can get me not to enjoy it and if you if you try hard enough. <laughs> but uh, uh, no, no, I, I, I enjoy engaging with our neighbors. I enjoy problem solving or trying to Think of ways to address items. Um, I hope everybody understands that not just your board, but management, your volunteers on committees, everybody's doing the best they can. Everybody really does want a good result, but um, you know we're we're do, you know just tackling it as best we can. Having said that, and and if you look ahead, say three five years from now, what what do you see for this community? I mean, it's been a little bumpy with the turnover, as you mentioned, but long term, uh, what's your vision for this place and, and the people who live here? Yeah, it's always been about community and neighbors helping neighbors and all the things that we do to make this a great place. And there'll be more focus on that. You know, right now, this first year, we had to establish reserves. We had to address things that had not been done in four or five years. Um, I expect that to really just kind of be smooth sailing and, and be more of a chance to build community, do, do activities, events, you know, uh, have things that people enjoy. And that's why they call this home. It really is, I, I think, a, a very special community. To me, it feels, and Frank, feel free to chime in here, but it feels like this small town atmosphere. I've had friends who come down and they say, everybody's waving to me all the time. <laughs> Their arms get tired from passing uh, by everybody all the time. But it is special. It is unique. And I think overall, people are just really sweet and, and kind and, and care about each other. I agree with you 100%. And in deference to Dean, I think he's downplaying the role that he and the board play. Uh, and a lot of our residents, hopefully by hearing Dean today and some other people in the future, will have a much stronger appreciation of what the board's doing. Uh, and I'm not going to get into all the detail, but I mean, just to serve like they do and to handle the situations that come up, most of which, even the real business world, 
are very difficult to deal with and never get solved. But the guys and the gals on the board, I think, are doing a phenomenal job. I've been here six years, and we're very fortunate to have Dean at the helm and the rest of the board members uh, helping him out and the advisory committee, the residents and all that. So my kudos to Dean. Uh, he knows I'm a good friend of his, I hope. And uh, But then Dean's always been not too particular a friend, so <laughs> I snuck in on her. Somebody, somebody fell off. I don't know. But anyway, I'll take the side. They're just great, and it's some tough transitions to go through with the prior management team kind of just picking up and bailing and giving the new management team. Uh, it's a very difficult time, but the board jumped in, and I think they've done a phenomenal job, and uh, kudos to them. Yeah, absolutely, Dean. Um, on behalf of the entire community, I just want to say thank you for what you've done. I mean, the, the, the untold hours and, uh, and a fair amount of aggravation, I know, that goes with the job as well. But um, you've, you've gotten us off to just a great start here uh, post-turnover. Uh, and I'm really excited to see what this community becomes over the, the coming months and years. So thank you. Well, thank you. And thanks for helping us out today. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. All right. Um, that does it for this edition of Uncorked. Anything you want to add? Frank, are you good? No, I still don't know why you dropped the M&M symbolism before, oh, gosh, the, word, uh, before yeah, the word Uncorked. And I'm also still a little perturbed that we don't have unhinged in there because there are parts <laughs> of us that are definitely unhinged. Unhinged but and I'm going to let you, as the host, carry the ball on this. And when you when you run out of timeouts, I'll be here for you. All right. Thank you, Frank. We should also mention Jim Badris, who is our technical director Sound engineer. Excellent. None of this happens <laughs> without Jim. And, and to prove that, we spent several months trying to make this happen, and we got absolutely nowhere, didn't we? Yeah, absolutely. And we called in, uh, I called in the best of the best. That's uh, Mr. Bedris. And I just want to compliment his wife, Randy, for letting him out of the house long enough to come here and assist us. Yeah. I know, I know that's a very difficult chore on her part, but she's paying me very good to keep him away. So, <laughs> thank you, Jim. Well, thank you, Jim. Thank you, Dean. Thank you, Frank. And uh, thank you for all of you for going to the trouble to listen to this. Uh, if you liked it or at least tolerated it, uh, send a link uh, to, a, or to a friend or, or a neighbor and uh, let them know about us. And unless there's a wall of opposition, we'll keep taking a crack at this and do future episodes of Uncorked, the podcast. So thanks again. Have, have a fun, safe week, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.